Folks, we're about to play a very not fun game called Should He Stay or Should He Go? The Winnipeg Jets, after the year 2024 of our Lord, are going to be facing a, uh, a rather staggering number of free agents. And let's be honest, a lot of these guys may or may not be sticking around. We're going to talk about which guys I think should probably be let go and which uh, free agents we should hopefully resign and make them part of the permanent team. All coming right up on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thank you so much for listening to Locked On Jets and making us your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Now, on tonight's episode, uh, obviously the the topic is going to be you know free agents that are going to be up for um, either extensions or release uh, in 2023-24, like after that season. That's when most of the team, uh, unfortunately for the Jets, is going to be a free agent. So. The next two years are basically all we've got left with this team, and then things start to change considerably. Now, I think there's a lot of reason to wonder and speculate about what exactly the Jets plan to do with this team, because quite honestly, like half the team is gone. So let's start off with some of the free agents on the forward side of things. The first one is going to be Blake Wheeler. Now, I think Wheeler is probably one of the easiest decisions you can make. And uh, if he's not traded somehow, which I do kind of think is the eventual outcome with him, he's got to be let go. As much as, you know, Blake has been a figure for the Jets for a number of years and obviously was our captain and uh, was at one point a great player for this team and certainly uh, a really fun guy to watch on the ice for the Jets. It has become clear over the past couple of years that he's just not really at the level where uh, I, I think it really makes sense to keep him. Uh, especially in an elevated role. I think he's always wanted to be the guy on the team calling the shots and really wearing that captain's uh, C with pride and and really getting to be the one to drive results. But unfortunately for the Jets and for Wheeler, it hasn't really panned out that way. And I think for uh, all of the locker room rumors and supposed disputes and stuff, it just makes sense if once his deal is up, assuming the Jets aren't able to trade him for some reason, that they just let him walk in free agency, and maybe he even retires. Wheeler's been doing this for a long time. It wouldn't shock me if maybe, just maybe, it's time for him to hang up the skates. Uh, I've loved Blake, and I think that he was a great player for many years, and I had a lot of fun watching him, but I think the truth is there comes a point at which it's no longer tenable to keep that relationship alive, and I think this one has probably been a little bit past due. So, you know, with Wheeler, I think it's pretty easy to decide to let him go. Now, the next guy is a little bit more complicated. This one is Mark Shifley, and I think that this presents a a very difficult question for the Jets because, you know, part of it, 
relies on where Winnipeg is in the next couple of years. My personal feeling is that, you know, Shively is going to be looking for a pretty big raise, and I just don't know that he's going to be worth it. While, you know, Mark might be an elite offensive creator and stuff, I kind of feel like his time in Winnipeg recently hasn't exactly been um, what one might call ideal, right? Uh, You know, his defensive game has kind of slipped. His offensive contributions, while still pretty darn good, maybe don't line up with some of the best in the league. And, you know, you sort of get the sense that he's just not super happy with the Jets. So this is kind of a weird one. He's got a modified uh, no trade clause, which I'm sure the Jets would be able to find a, a trade partner. But again, assuming they don't end up trading him, I kind of feel like resigning him might end up in a, a bad situation, right? Because he's going to be 30-ish or so by the time his current deal is over. And while I don't necessarily have a problem resigning top-end players uh, who are at age 30 or so, I do start to get nervous when you're talking about Shifley, who is going to be looking for probably, you know, eight, eight and a half million, I would imagine, and probably by six or seven years. If that's the the offer that he's looking for, I think the Jets should steer clear. As much as I like Shifley's game, and as much as I think he's been a great player for the Jets, I just can't really see that aligning to Winnipeg's future uh, timetable, right? And the other thing is, we just watched what happened with the Wheeler deal. It aged very terribly, very quickly. I don't really want the Jets to repeat the same mistake with Shifley. And it's not like I, I don't think, you know, Mark is going to be uh, a free agent. I think at this point, the most like, likely scenario is if the Jets uh, don't really accomplish much this season, Shifley is going to be out the door in the summer. Um, I think that there's a lot of teams that would love to have him for a season and maybe even try to woo him in free agency, but I just don't think that team is the Jets. I think Winnipeg is kind of increasingly cognizant of the fact that, you know, this window is very short, and for that time period, Winnipeg really only has one or two years where they can actually make the postseason and accomplish anything. So it's all kind of riding on the season, and, you know, I, I just don't really think Shifley and Wheeler figure into the longer term future. But the one thing that does often occur is that the ownership team um, often disagrees with this assessment and wants to bring these guys back. I think Wheeler's probably not in that camp, but I wouldn't be shocked if they are are more interested in Shifley. It's really going to depend on how he performs this year. I think that there is some pressure on him to really show up and be that leader on the ice because past couple of years, we just really haven't seen that as much. And, you know, with Pierre-Luc Dubois walking, obviously having like a top-line center on uh, this team is really important. And, you know, Shifley is probably the closest thing we're going to have for the the foreseeable future unless Cole Perfetti becomes that kind of guy down the middle. So, yeah, that's a really dicey situation. But if he's asking for a ton of money in term, I just don't really think the Jets are the best fit for him. And honestly, for him on a personal level, it might be time to go find another team that's maybe got a little bit of a better future and a more competitive window. Because with this team as it is and the likely need for a rebuild in the next few years, I just don't think Shifley should really be trying to stick around and wait that out because it's not going to happen on a quick timetable. So, yeah, uh, unfortunately, I think for the Jets, Wheeler and Shifley are going to be out the door pretty soon. My guess is, well, one or both of them get traded before they even really reach free agency. But if they do hit free agency, it's probably time to call it uh, call it a day and let them find greener pastures. Now, there are a number of other players 
one or two of them who are going to have uh, contracts through 2024, 25, a little bit longer than the window I was originally looking at. We'll take a look at those players as well, plus some defenders in just a little bit. And of course, one of the biggest free agents in net. But before we go any further, I don't want to uh, shout out one of our wonderful partners at Built Bar. Now, if you're wondering what a Built Bar is, obviously a lot of you probably have protein bars and maybe you've never heard of Built Bar. It's uh, it's the only protein bar that's more like a candy bar with a 100% real chocolate exterior and a soft, chewy interior. They've got all sorts of great flavors, and they're constantly coming up with new ones like Cookie Dough Chunk Puff, which it's all of the joys of eating cookie dough with zero guilt. It clocks in at only 160 calories and has a whopping 15 grams of protein. Where else are you going to find something that tastes as good as cookie dough uh, in a candy bar form with almost no calories and a ton of protein? You really can't go wrong with this. And if that's not really up your alley, they've got plenty of other flavors. They've also got a variety box that lets you try up to 12 different flavors. So you can pick your own personal favorite and find the Bilt Bar that works for you. Uh, all of them are really low calorie. All of them are loaded with protein, low fat. They're just really perfect for all occasions, whether you need a breakfast uh, supplement or maybe something right before you head out for work or to the gym, maybe even a snack for your kids. If you're interested in getting started, go to Built.com and be sure to use promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your order at Built.com. Again, that is promo code LOCKEDON15 uh, at checkout for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this uh, episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets. Thank you so much for choosing to make Locked On Jets your first listen of the day, every day. Now, we're taking a look this episode at uh, what I would call should he stay or should he go, which is basically just a, an analysis of our free agents over the next couple of years. I've talked about, you know, in previous episodes, free agents who were um, expiring this year. This time, though, it's forecasting a little bit in the future because the Jets obviously have a pretty complicated history um, and future. So, uh, the next free agent is going to be one that expires after 2024-25, so not quite two years, but certainly uh, very close all the same. This is Nikolai Ehlers, and for me, there's no question, Ehlers has to come back and be extended long, extended long term. Uh, I know it's going to be expensive, but if you're going to be sinking money into a winger, um, somebody who's an amazing transition player and creator, Ehlers is the guy. The only worry that I have is that he might not want to stick around with the Jets. So the sooner they can kind of iron out uh, a contract extension, I think that would be best. He also needs to be given first line minutes. This guy is exactly what he should be um, on on paper, but you know, on the ice, he never really seems to get top line minutes. All the statistics, all of the uh, rate stats, all of the underlying metrics, they all show that he is a phenomenally elite forward, one of the true top wingers in the NHL, and yet the Jets have never really uh, given him the time of day at that, at that level. So I would really like to see him get promoted, get a long-term extension, give him a raise, and make him maybe even an assistant captain or something, because this guy, I think he leads by example. I think he's the kind of player that I want uh, a lot of the youth prospects to model their game after, and I think Ehlers really is for me, one of the foundational stones of this team. Another guy that also has his contract expiring around the same time is going to be Mason Appleton. I think for me, Appleton's the kind of guy where I don't really feel strongly either way. Um, I kind of feel like if, if he's willing to sign a cheaper deal or something for like a year or two, I don't really care. But if the Jets also have some younger prospects who might need a roster spot, I wouldn't want guys who are probably more on the fringier side of NHLers uh, to take up that that spot. So. With Appleton, 
I probably wouldn't really be upset if he ends up being released and let go to another team. By then, he'll probably be, what, like 27, 28. And, you know, with with this kind of level of play and stuff, it's just not really an emergency to retain. Uh, One guy who actually will be expiring pretty soon, a little bit sooner than 2023, 24, is just after this year. It's going to be Morgan Barron, and I would definitely be willing to bring him back. I think he's the kind of guy who's shown that he does have some interesting upside. And for me, I would be intrigued to find out what that upside is. I don't know that it's more than like a modest third liner, but if he's actually pretty decent, contributes maybe 25, 30 points a season, and you can sign him for like, I don't know, one million, one and a half million for a couple of seasons, I don't mind that at all. And I think that that would be a pretty all right free agent extension. Another guy who I think has maybe had a bit more of a mixed impression for me is Jansen Harkins. He'll have, uh, he's got two years left on his deal. He just signed a brief contract extension. Um, For me, I think this extension shows what the Jets feel about him, which is that he is kind of just like a bottom six guy. I, I think that that is probably his ceiling. You know, for all of the techniques and skills that he has, for some reason, there's just something not quite there in terms of really translating it into a lot of very consistent success. And so for me, I I don't really feel like, you know, Harkins is a guy the Jets have to bring back. If he were to sign around the same contract value uh, for maybe like a year or something, I don't really hate it in terms of like a fourth line deployment. I just don't really think he's the kind of guy that you're trying to plug further up the lineup uh, without maybe seeing some detrimental impacts to your top six. So as long as he's paid as a depth player and, and is played in that role, that's fine. But again, kind of like Appleton, I'm not going to be upset if they let him go, and I don't really think the Jets need to prioritize him. Same with Dominic Tenonato, who will also be a free agent after this season. Uh, uh, Tomato Man has been uh, a serviceable guy for the Jets. At one point, I thought that he might have a little bit more in the tank, but I think we've kind of seen he is a consummate fourth liner, and I think that that's probably not the kind of player the Jets really need to be investing a lot of cash in. I think the Jets have a lot of guys with the moose that at some point could become you know, fourth liners. And I think the Jets need to keep cycling these guys in because they really need to spend elsewhere at the top end of the roster. That's kind of the weakest point right now. And so rather than sinking a lot of cash in like they did with Appleton, who I won't say is expensive, but, you know, certainly got a a noticeable raise, invest that money elsewhere to major positions of need and try to improve the roster at the top end because the top end is where things are pretty rough. So uh, obviously, The Jets have a lot of holes to fill. It's not going to be something that happens overnight, but let's hope that they can make a better uh, allocation of cap space long-term and get us some help uh, in the top six and maybe even in the top of the defense. Now, speaking of the defense, the Jets do have a couple of free agents who are going to be expiring in the near future. We'll talk about which of these guys the Jets should probably consider bringing back and which ones Winnipeg can do away with, as well as what to do with Connor Hellebuck, all coming right up in just a moment. Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On Jets. We are taking a look at uh, what players the Jets should retain and which ones they should let go over the next couple of years. We've talked about the forwards and stuff. Now it's time to take a look at the back end, which is a decently complicated picture. Uh, the Jets are going to have Schmidt and Pionk both expiring um, after the 24-25 season, which is what a couple of players like Ehlers and uh, a handful of others are, are looking at the same situation. I, I don't really feel that... Um, either right now is on pace for me to really want to bring them back. Uh, Pionk especially has had a really rough return uh, since signing his extension, and I feel like 
you know, with where he's at in his game and what he'll be probably asking for once he reaches free agency, I just don't think it makes a lot of sense to commit a lot of money into him. I, I wish that things had turned out a little bit differently with this contract. Thus far, though, Pionk has just been, uh, at best, really like a third-pairing D. And honestly, it was kind of sad to see him agree and, and feel the same way. He said he was ashamed of his play, and it's just like, you don't ever really want to hear that from guys. I'm glad that he's taking accountability and that he wants to improve, but you just it, it's just not a good feeling, you know? Uh, and I think it's it's sort of perhaps self-reflection on what he feels he should be doing as a guy who's paid almost $6 million right now. It's, it's tough, but I think if it continues to be this way and he's not traded, yeah, you're going to have to let him walk in free agency. Schmidt, I just don't really see um, giving the Jets uh, all that much, especially at the end of his contract. I'm sure his next deal will be cheaper, but he's probably going to be asking for like $4 million. And at this stage of his career and at his age, by the time his current deal ends, I just, again, don't really feel like he's going to be the guy that I would want to retain. I like him a lot. I think he's a great character. But if he's asking for anything over like $3 million, I would probably be walking away. With Dylan and DeMello, who are going to be expiring a little bit sooner uh, after 23-24, Dylan, of course, I think is, is a guy who probably makes the most sense to get traded, but they seem to be figuring him into this upcoming season and next. Uh, until that changes, I would say let him walk in free agency. DeMello, I would extend. I think DeMello, if he wants to stay for another couple years, um, like two to three, I would definitely do a value contract there. I think he'll still be very serviceable for the Jets. He has helped stabilize Morrissey, and I just don't really see a reason to let him go when he's been, again, a really solid two-way defender. Not going to wow you, not going to be crazy, but you know, once the Jets kind of get some of their prospects and stuff to filter in, maybe even acquire a big D and trade, I think DeMello is the perfect guy to play up and down your lineup as need be. With uh, Sandberg and Stanley, of course, I would extend uh, Sandberg. Stanley, I would only extend if you want to trade him. Um, but otherwise, I just don't really feel like Stanley figures into my long-term vision of this team. I, I do think that he has like a role as like a seventh defender, as long as they kind of keep him at that and not really push him uh, into like the third or, or second pairing. I think that that's fine. But uh, if they try to push it and really make him a, a longer-term part of this team, I just think that would end up being a mistake. Now, the last player that I want to talk about um, that I, I have a lot of mixed feelings on is Connor Hellebuck. And with Hellebuck, of course, he's only got two years left on his deal, including this upcoming season. And as much as I love him, if the Jets aren't really competing, if they're not really at a point where they can actually make the postseason, then I would trade him uh, or let him go in free agency. I love Hellebuck. I think he's a, a truly elite goalie, and I think he's a very special one. I think the Jets have been extraordinarily fortunate that he has panned out to be a Vezina winner. I also kind of worry that if you sign him long-term and the Jets aren't really all that close, because he's so good, he's going to keep the Jets from tanking and he'll also uh, start to see declining returns in his performance. I know that trading him isn't really going to give you a huge package, but you could at least recover some assets and also get him to like a real contender while he's still in his prime. I think it's really tough because I feel like Hellebuck, he is like our MVP and our most important player, but that's also the reason that the Jets continue to finish uh, above where they probably need to be, which is at the bottom of the standings. I <laughs> I don't really like to admit it, but he is kind of holding up the tank. And if the Jets really need to start rebuilding, Hellebuck unfortunately can't stay. 
I love him and I, I will actually be really upset. Uh, I will probably be more upset at him departing than almost anyone else. Um, and I hate to even consider it, to be honest. A part of me still wants him to stay and extend long-term, but I just feel like with him getting closer to 30 and with the Jets no closer to being really competitive, you got to be realistic about this window and when this Jets team might next be competitive. It's not going to be when Hellebuck is likely to be good. So that one is going to sting. Um, but, you know, we just have to appreciate and get to enjoy the next couple of years of his time as a Winnipeg Jet because I think at the end of it, there's a real good chance that the Jets and Hellebuck end up parting ways. But, you know, that's just me sort of spitballing. I'd be curious to know how y'all think about this. Be sure to let me know at HLLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. Give me your thoughts on which of these players you would want to retain uh, or which ones you would want to let go. Maybe you feel like Hellebuck is the guy for, uh, for the present and future. Be sure to let me know in the comments below or on social media. And as always, again, thank you so much for listening uh, and making Locked On Winnipeg Jets your first listen of the day every day. While you're here, be sure to make your second listen, Locked On NHL. Our experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. You can stay up to date on everything in the world of hockey with Locked On NHL. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe right now. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Have a great night, and go Jets go.